excuse me, our scripture will be coming from Acts, the 10th chapter. And we'll be doing a little reading on today, amen, because uh, there's narrative to this, amen. So we'll start at the 10th chapter, the first verse, and we'll go all the way down to the 16th, amen. Good to have you all in the house of God on this morning, amen. Father God, we come to you right now, Lord, as your children, Lord, Lord, listening and, and hearing, Lord, the words that you have for us on today, Lord. Before the word is delivered, Lord, we pray, Lord, that you will condition our hearts and our minds, Lord, to be able to receive your word on today, Lord, and apply it in our lives where it is of applicable, Lord. Let us receive your word, not reject your word, Lord, because your word is to edify us and make us better, Lord. So right now, Lord, do the thing that only you can do, Lord, and that is to speak to each one of us at one time in what place that we are in our lives, Lord. We pray, Lord, that this be a setting of liberty, an environment of liberty, Lord. Anything, Lord, that tries to hinder your word coming across to your people, Lord, we pray that you will bind it in Jesus' name. Let there be a shift in this place on today, Lord. Let there be a change in this room on today, turn around on this day. We know that your people come, Lord, and they're wanting to receive a word, Lord. So deliver that word to them on today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 As I said, we'll be doing some reading today, and I'm going to try to cut this down to maybe 20, 25, 30 minutes. Amen. We're going to give you the word, and we're going to let you get out of here because the 49ers won on yesterday. Amen. Eh? <laughs> bang, bang, line of gang. Amen. In my... Uh, in my job as pastor, amen, we also, we give and extend grief uh, counseling to Saints fans. We extend our heartfelt uh, thoughts and prayers for your untimely loss. But there is still time to get right, amen. There's still time to get right, amen. The 49ers are the faithful. That's what we call ourselves, amen. Acts the 10th chapter, amen. Yeah, these jokes are going to come for a while, amen. All the way to the Super Bowl. Acts the 10th chapter. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Acts the 10th chapter, amen. And it reads, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius a centurion of what was called the, the Italian Regiment, a devout man and one who feared God with all his household, who gave him alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? So he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before God. Amen. Does anybody want to hear that in their lifetime? The Lord said that your prayers and your alms have come up as a memorial to him. Amen. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose 
surname is Peter, he is lodging with Simon a tanner, whose house is by the sea. He would tell you what you must do, and when the angel who spoke to him and departed, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier from among those who waited on him continually. So when he had explained, to, explained all these things to them, he sent them to Joppa. The next day, as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat, but while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven opened up and an object like a great sheep bound at four corners, descending to him and let down to the earth. In it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And a voice came to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. And a voice spoke to him again, second time, again the second time. What, the God, what God has cleansed, you must not call common. This was done three times, and the object was taken up into heaven again. Amen, amen, and amen. We know that the word of the Lord is blessed, amen. And for 25, 30 minutes or so, amen, as long as y'all have me. I will come from the topic of the subject of uh, uncommon year, amen, an uncommon year, amen. Uh, the year 2020 is the year of the uncommon, amen. I, I just believe that. I'm declaring that, amen. God is raising up an uncommon people in an uncommon time to be used in an uncommon way, amen. The word uncommon means out of the ordinary, unusual. Odd, unique, and also peculiar, amen, and we should probably just celebrate for that term, amen, because the word tells us clearly in 1 Peter 29 that we are a chosen people, we are a royal priesthood, we are a holy nation, we are a peculiar people, uncommon people willing to be used in ways that are not common, not normal, not typical, not usual, amen? And for an uncommon people, for a peculiar people, amen, for 2020, it's not going to be uncommon for someone who has been given the diagnosis of cancer to go into the doctor's office and the doctor pulls the report and says, this is unusual. I saw cancer here last month. But this month, I don't see any cancer, amen? In 2020, I believe that there's some people who are going to go up for a job, amen? And, and, and it's not going to be uncommon for you to not have the qualifications that that job is looking for. But because you carry favor on your life, the hand of God on your life, and you, are, you, you, you experience the goodness of God in your life, there'll be opportunities and jobs that you'll get that you didn't even qualify for. Matter of fact, you didn't even sign up for, amen. They're going to be beating down your door to give you opportunity, amen. To be used in an uncommon way, to be an uncommon people, you must have uncommon faith. An uncommon faith is one where everything looks or has the indications of one thing, but yet I still see the promises of God. I still see God's word in that situation, amen. 
Uncommon faith causes you to hear differently. When people hear problems, you hear solutions. Uncommon faith causes you to see different. When people see situations, you see strategy. Uncommon faith is what's going to be needed for the people in 2020. Amen. In uncommon faith, you will see the fight or others will see the fight where you are focused on the victory. That's uncommon faith. You need to understand what your faith is. Your faith regulates the flow of blessings in your life. And unbelief, it blocks or dams the flow of blessings in your life. Amen. A moment of uncommon faith will produce uncommon results in the life of the believer. Many of us are standing at the door or where your blessings are stored. Amen. And the only way that we'll be able to enter in in 2020, amen, is to use your key of uncommon faith to release those things in your life. That breakthrough, that turnaround, that deliverance, that healing, amen. It's not the old faith of 2019. This is uncommon faith, amen. Because the things that the enemy is going to throw at you in 2020, you haven't seen before. You aren't prepared, you aren't prepared for it yet, amen. But because you have uncommon faith, you will be prepared for what awaits you in 2020. 2020 is not for the faint-hearted, it's for the faith-hearted. 2020, faith will not rule in your life because you have faith, amen? And the problem with faith and unbelief is this, and, and, and we need to understand what unbelief truly is and what it truly can do to you. When we look at the, the, the 12 spies that Moses dispatched into Canaan to spy out the land, amen, they spent 40 days in Canaan. They came back. Ten had a bad report. And for every day, God, God put 365 days on them for punishment because they didn't believe what God said. They were lost and they were wandering. When we, re when we reject the word of God, it causes us to be wanderers in this world and in this life. And one day of unbelief can cause you a year. Come on now. You wonder why you're going through all year long? It was because of that day of unbelief. When you didn't believe the word of God. When your promise, when your blessing was right there. And you didn't believe. And for the whole year 2019. You were wondering, Lord, when will I arrive at my place of promise? When will I get there, Lord? And because of that time of unbelief, it threw you off. The word of God are coordinates to get you to a place. They're coordinates. It's like a treasure map, amen? And every time that you take those coordinates and you follow those coordinates, you get at the place where those coordinates will send you, amen? But every time you allow a word that is contrary to the word of God to enter in, it throws you off. And so it takes you longer to get back because you are listening to the enemy. and not The enemy is not your advisor. He's your adversary. For 2019, we've been listening to the adversary all 2019. And the, 20, and, and the adversary has had us lost, amen? But 2020, will, God would need people with uncommon faith, uncommon vision, uncommon revelation to do uncommon assignments. When we look at Peter, 
Peter was someone who we look at, and Peter was one, he was the first apostle, really, or first disciple that was called. Peter was a fisherman. And when we look back in those days with fishermen, fishermen were kind of like sailors, meaning that they had foul mouths, amen? And they were quick to jump off, amen? They, 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 they had no restraint about themselves. They were manly men. And so Peter was a sailor, so that means that he probably cussed. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a cussing spirit in the place. On, but there, there, there's deliverance for you on today, amen? Peter was a cusser, and Peter was short-tempered. Peter was one that God called, well, Jesus said, you are of little faith. Yea, you have little faith, amen, when he was walking on the water. Uh, he wanted to walk with Jesus, amen, and he fell in the water, amen. Uh, he was of little faith. Jesus rebuked him, amen, because Jesus was telling about how he's going to the cross, going to be with his father, and and. and Peter tried to rebuke God, amen. I mean, Jesus, amen. Jesus and God, same thing, amen. Jesus, God, Holy Spirit. Yeah. He tried to rebuke Jesus, amen. He denied Jesus. He did all these things. And yet, he was a close friend of Jesus. Because of all his faults and all his failures, Jesus did not dispatch him. He brought him closer in, amen. And even after Jesus ascended into heaven, Peter became the spokesperson for the disciples. And so we see Peter, and Peter is in Joppa, and he's on top of a roof, and he's praying, and he receives a vision. And Peter doesn't understand this vision, amen, that he sees a sheet descending down from heaven, and on top of the sheet he sees some animals, and these animals were unclean animals. And a voice speaks to him and says, Peter, eat, kill, and eat. And Peter is a person who doesn't deal with unclean things. He doesn't, you know, eat unclean things. He doesn't take into his body. And so to him, this was perplexing to him. He didn't understand this vision. And so the, thing, the, 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 the instruction is given to him three times. So we have this part of the equation. The other part of the equation, we have Cornelius. Cornelius is uh, a centurion. But the thing about Cornelius is that he's a devout man. He loves God with his heart. He helps those that are in need. And God loves this, amen. And I believe that in this time, in 2020, God is calling people with good hearts. It doesn't matter what you were born, amen. It just matters if you were born again. And that's the problem that they, they saw with Cornelius after the events that transpired. They said that Cornelius was a common man, amen. He was an unclean man, and the circumcised Jews were the ones that had offense with this. They, they were mad with this, and that's what we need to understand. It doesn't matter what you were born. I don't care if you were born alcoholic, you were born a drug addict, you were born anything. What matters is if you're born again. That's what matters, amen? It doesn't matter who you were born to. It doesn't matter what family you were born to, if you were born in poverty then what matters is God wants to know, are you born again? That's what he wants to use. That's what he can use, amen? And so what's astounding about this is that who Peter is, because Peter not only didn't partake of things that were unclean, he didn't mess with the Gentiles either. He didn't mess with the Gentiles. 
And so what Peter was asked to do was going against everything that Peter had ever known. Amen. But what Peter realized was that God's desire that all men be saved and come into the knowledge of truth. He says, behold, I will do a new thing. Now we shall spring forth. Shall you know it? it will, I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And so the first thing we need to understand is that God cannot use you to do a new thing in the earth if you're not willing to allow him to do a new thing in you. How can God use you as an instrument of change if you can embrace change in your life? God was using Peter at this time to usher in his vision of what the church was going to be. Not Jew or Gentile, not bond or free, none of the things that we know, but one in Christ Jesus. Amen. So uncommon faith was a thing that we need to understand. John 8, 23 and 24 says, and he said unto them, ye are from beneath. I am from above. You are not of this world. I am not of this world. I say therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins, for if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Meaning that if you don't believe I'm the one who came to redeem and to die for you, you're going to die in your sins. If you don't believe that I'm the one that can deliver you from sickness, you're going to stay sick. You will never see healing if you don't believe that I can heal you. If you don't believe that I can bring you out, you will always be in that mess. You have to have uncommon faith. And that means that that faith is not shaken by anything you see, anything that you hear, anything that you feel, or anything that you go through. The second thing is, I need you to write this down. When we have recognition of the voice of God in our life, it unlocks uncommon blessings in our life. Deuteronomy 28 and 1 and 2 says, If you listen obediently, obediently to the voice of God, your God, and heartily obey all his commands that I command you today, God, your God, will place you on high, high above all the nations of the world. All these blessings will come down on you and spread out beyond you because you have responded to the voice of God, your God. Cornelius was a man who was of devout faith. Cornelius was a man who prayed. Cornelius was a man who did good in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. And so because of that, blessing was coming his way. God dispatched Peter to come to his life to show what would, need, what would be needed to save him and his household. What am I saying? If you do everything that God asks of you, you don't even have to ask God to send you what you need. It's already on the way. God knows before you even speak that thing, it's on the way. If you listen to my statutes, if you follow my word, amen, you don't even have to ask me a thing. It's on the way. Somebody say, it's on the way. It's on the way. The third thing is uncommon assignment in 2020. What made you cry in 2019 will qualify you to heal in 2020. The lessons of 2019 were not to be learned, were to be learned and not relived. That means that the thing that God, that caused you problems in 2019, God is going to use you to interrupt somebody's life and give somebody healing in 2020 because you already went through it. The thing that they're needing is in you. 
God has placed something on the inside of you, and the very thing that you are carrying is a thing that somebody's been praying for. Somebody's praying for a deliverance, and God's going to send you into their path and show them what deliverance looks like. Somebody's going to be wanting to seek a healing. God healed you in 2019 so that somebody in 2020 could receive a healing by being connected to you. It's in your hands. God says, I'm cha- your hands will have the ability to change things in 2020. Your hands. I need you to stand up right now. And because God has given you the ability for change in your hands, I need you to high-five two or three people and say, change has hit you. That thing that you're going through, changes hit your life. Your household, changes hit your household. Your children, changes hit your children. Your finances, changes hit your finances. Everything that you put your hands to now. God has empowered you, anointed you, gifted you with the ability to change that thing. Just because your hands are attached to it. Change has hit you. Uncommon things in 2020. You will begin to see something that you can't explain. Because your hands are attached to it. Favor will begin to go on to your neighbor because your hands are your neighbor's hands are attached to you. Business plans. Whatever you put your hands to in 2020. God's going to give you the ability to change that thing. God said it's not dead, it's just sleeping. God's going to use you in your hands to wake some stuff up. It's just sleeping. And in God's timing, you're going to, he's going to use you to wake that thing up. You are qualified because of what you went through in 2019 to speak to things in 2020, to speak to people in 2020, to speak to situations in 2020. Because you are uncommon people, and God's going to use you to do uncommon things. You are the instruments of God's will in 2020. You are anointed and you are appointed for this very hour. This is a day and a time where we can't explain anything that's going on in the news. You just turn it off. There's no explanation of the things that you encounter on a day-to-day basis. But because God has equipped you and uncommon people for an uncommon time, things will begin to shift. There will be a pressing like you never felt before, and this pressing is to release a new Release new oil in you. And with this new oil, God will ignite a fire on the inside of you. And not only will that fire ignite on the inside of you, but it will emblazon you. It will surround you. And it will purify everything that you come into contact with. In 2020, because of this new, 
this, this new fire that you have received. Your discernment will be like never before. Your discernment will be keener in 2020. No longer will you fall for the tricks of the enemy. I see you, enemy, where you stand. I see your plans. And everything on the inside of me and everything around me is on fire. And it will purify and will break it down to the, break it down to the, to the, to the, reduce it to what it's, what it really is. My vision is clear. God speaks to people in pictures, through pictures, through vision. The enemy's job is to cloud your vision. The Holy Spirit is a connector and a disconnector. And what the Holy Spirit was doing for Peter and doing for Cornelius was bringing them together, connecting them. And so what I'm saying is in 2020, the Holy Spirit will be a connector to you for people, places, and things that will successfully fulfill the will of God in your life. If you will listen and heed his, his words, if you listen to his voice, but also the Holy Spirit will be a disconnector in 2020 as well. And he will disconnect you from some people, some places, and some things that seek to disrupt the will of God in your life in 2020. Which voice will you heed? 2020 is all about winning for the people of God. 2020 is about being stretched for the people of God. 2020 is about a different relationship with God in 2020, a more intimate relational relationship with God. 2020 is the year where we see the manifestation of God's blessing on our life. And in 2020, it's the year of the uncommon. And so Harvest Worship Center, what we need to realize is that we are going to be some Peters in this world. God is going to send us to some people that were, that were deemed unclean, but he's cleaning them up now. There's some situations in your life, some dirty situations in your life, some shameful situations in your life that you are seeking God for right now, and he's cleaning you up right now. He's cleaning those things up right now so that you can use those things to help to build up the kingdom of God. Your testimony will be greater because you've healed from some certain situations. The problem with church is that we tell people that you're healed, but we don't show people how to heal. Healing is a process. And I can declare you to be healed, but there's a process to that thing. There's a process to that thing. And so we get mad at people because... They're still in that place. But we hadn't showed them how to get out of that place. Right. And a lot of times we do things to put them back in that place. And so 2020, I pray that is a, a, a year of healing for the people of Christ. Because if we don't heal, how can other people get better? If you got a house full of sick kids, you're going to keep a house full of sick kids. But 2020 will be the year of healing for some people, healing from some things that happened in your life years ago. This 2020, but you're still living in 2015. I still carry the hurt of 2012. 
I still carry the disappointment of 2011. I still carry the pain of 2009. But God said, 2020, not so. This is the drop-off point. Everything that wants to bind you, everything that wants to hinder you, everything that wants to hurt you, everything that wants to harm you, this is your hour of deliverance. This is your hour of letting go. This is your hour of release. If you want it to be.